0: Today on Go Nomad, travel writer John Henderson describes the island of Elba off the coast of Tuscany in Italy. Napoleon Bonaparte made a lot of enemies in Italy in the early 1800s. He conquered most of the peninsula while looting the land of money, precious metals, and artwork. But one place in Italy still loves the man. He's revered and his fingerprints remain on some of the beautiful places tourists touch every day. In fact, this place even has a beer in his honor. Elba is a majestic little island off the coast of Tuscany. It has been the summer destination of Italians for decades. I went for my first time this summer, and it has some of the country's best beaches, quaintest villages, and prettiest countryside. But what gets lost in the bliss is the history. Napoleon and Elba's most famous citizen was a devil in most of Italy, but a god in Elba. First, let me clear up a widely held misconception. Napoleon did not die in Elba. He lived here only nine months, but in those nine months, He made a difference in the island still felt to this day. How he ended up here was a result of a big dip in his military career. If you recall, he stretched France's empire into Germany, Spain, Italy, and even Poland. But then came losses in Russia and Germany, and soon Paris fell to an Allies' coalition in 1814. The Allies exiled him to this island off the coast of Italy. But Elba wasn't exactly Devil's Island. At the time, it had 12,000 inhabitants and beautiful unspoiled beaches. Plus, as kind of a parting gift, the Allies gave him sovereignty over the island and let him keep his title of emperor. No, the island didn't put him in solitary. They housed him in Villa dei Molini, a two-story palace with panoramic views of the Tyrrhenian Sea. He settled in and put in a massive garden among his many renovations. It's in the Elba capital of Porto Ferraio, the island's main port with a huge hill overlooking the sea. I made the long walk up to the villa and thought, hmm... It really is good to be king, even in exile. On the first floor, I walked through a two-room art gallery decorated with Napoleon busts and portraits. His library consists of four bookshelves and 2,000 volumes, covering his interests in science, history, and Greek and Latin classics. His bed is made from Italian wood and features two bronze candlestick holders. The second floor is a huge party room and even a bigger bedroom reserved for his beloved sister, Polina. But Napoleon didn't just sit around in exile and drink wine and look at the sea. While here, he also revamped Elba's roads. He upgraded his agricultural, legal, and educational systems. Elba's wine industry is a result of the farmland Napoleon created. Yes, Napoleon was in paradise, but it wasn't in France. He finally escaped to France in 1815. He died six years later on the island of St. Helena in the Atlantic Ocean, while living there for eight and a half years. I hadn't heard nearly as much about Napoleon as I did about Elba's beaches. Also, I I hadn't heard one bit of crucial advice. I'll pass it on to you. Bring a car. Elba was only 20 miles long and 11 wide. But like much of Italy, Elba's public transportation system is awful. My girlfriend and I didn't want to drive the 3 hours and 50 minutes up the coast from Rome. We knew it was a mistake when we were two of just a few foot passengers on the hour-long ferry ride from the port town of Piombino. For four days, we either walked, waited endlessly for the few buses that circumvent the island, or paid a ransom for a taxi. In fact, I paid 35 euros for the 30-minute taxi to our hotel. Fortunately, it was a great hotel. The Da Pila Day is a three-star hotel located in the southeast end of the island and in the countryside just north of Capolivari, Elba's second-largest town. The hotel is a huge pool surrounded by palm trees, and has a spectacular buffet breakfast included. The restaurant was great for dinner, too, which came in handy. Did I tell you we had no car? One day we walked five kilometers to the beach. But I must say, the walk was beautiful. Passing the beautiful harbor Porto Azzurro and huge green hills, we then dropped down a hill to Negreno Beach, which is a long, gently curving beach of golden sand with only a couple of low-level three-star hotels. The sea was royal blue, clear, and ever so warm. The next day, we took another Larsen's cab ride to Inmarata Beach. Inmarata in Italian means being in love. And we definitely fell in love with the beach. It was a golden swath of sand 300 meters long, framed by a forest of tall trees. We rented inexpensive lounge chairs and spent the day with nothing to do and nowhere to go. Yeah, I lost a few coins and some patience on public transportation. At the end, we still smiled and raised the toast to Elba. We toasted with bottles of beer and Napoleon. Yes, they make it here. On Elba, Napoleon will never be forgotten.